Hello, you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is sort of a mix-up between a discussional podcast and a mailbag episode, because we get a little call-out for everybody to submit their questions, and we got a pretty good response out of people. Um, so we got a lot of questions to answer that'll create some interesting discussion, I believe, for people listening, even if you didn't get your question out there. Um, and we've got a little bit of news and some forum-type stuff that we want to discuss. Kicking it off, one of the things that we kind of had blow up on the forums here recently was a uh, discussion about the Clanad Kickstarter. Uh, here recently, uh, what was a group that was called? Uh, Sekai Project, who's done a couple of visual novel stuff before on Kickstarter. Uh, they kickstarted a English uh, translation for the key visual novel, Clanad. Um, for those who don't know, Clonad is quite a, uh, an emotional story um, filled with some laughs, but most people don't know that it originally came from a visual novel, and that visual novel has never been localized before. Um, well, they, I guess, did some miracle work with Key and uh, got the okay to do a Kickstarter for it, and they only asked for a measly $140,000, and that got hit, I think, within the first 12 hours. Um, after that, they pretty much pushed it up to, at this point... Uh, $235,000. So yeah, they're quite past their their goal. Um, They were offering a lot of incentives, like depending on how much you want to donate or pledge, rather, uh, you'll get a a certain type of reward. They had some $7,000 ones up there that actually uh, had some backers take on that one, some $1,000 ones, but uh, if you're just looking to support it and get a copy, it's it's about forty dollars, I believe, for or thirty dollars for a digital version, or forty dollars, and fifty dollars for a physical version of it. Um, but what's cool is after they did that, they also started uh, doing stretch goals, which most companies, when they reach their goal, they'll usually do stretch goals like get another thousand, and we'll we'll do the ports for you, or we'll do the Vita version, or whatnot. Um, and one of the things they mentioned right off the bat was they're going to have a limited edition uh, Kickstarter exclusive physical copy. So if you want to get that physical copy, it's going to be similar to the first run copies in Japan, which includes a like an 80 page art book, um, a soundtrack, and a really nice little case for it. Um, but it is going to be Kickstarter exclusive. So if you don't get it now, it's 50 bucks. That's they said that's the only place they're going to release it. They're not going to sell it separate, so keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, it, it got a, quite a storm on, on our forums. I know a lot of people have been wanting to do the visual novel for Clanad because, like, Mad Gunner here recently had posted that he just recently watched Clanad uh, and Clanad After Story and really enjoyed it. Um, so there's definitely a lot of uh, people that enjoy this show that might enjoy the visual novel as well, uh, go down the different routes and explore all that so that'll be that'll be fun when that finally comes out uh, i did want to mention another thing that uh we do have going on in the forums right now is uh logan lsr started up a thread for holiday buying uh a holiday buying guide so if you have seen any deals for anime related stuff or you are looking for anime related stuff uh that are going to be cheap right now since everything's going on sale for uh christmas coming around the corner Definitely check out that thread. It's under the uh, memorabilia uh, discussion forums, community holiday buying guide. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in the forums right now. Um, on top of all the the questions that we have submitted, um, do you want to jump into those questions? Let's do it. Are you sure? 
Of course. There are some crazy <laughs> questions in here. Uh, we appreciate all the questions that we get from y'all. Um, they do definitely create some interesting discussion. But yeah, if you want to submit any questions, go to the anime uh, discussion, anime cast forums, and go to the anime cast question thread. Or you can submit us questions either to my email, andrew at otakuspirit.com, or we even on the main site, otakuspirit.com, there is a contact us button that you could submit uh, your message and it sends it right to us. So it makes it as easy as possible for you to get a hold of us. Um, let's jump into our first question. Uh, Harem no Tomashi. I think that's I think I'm saying that right. It says I have a question. Why is it that anime or some anime like sexualizing girls who look like they are five? Some even say that they are sixteen, but clearly look like they're six. It gets very uncomfortable when they start putting them in scenarios like, for example, having feelings for someone who is twenty-five or something. Could you explain this, please? I wish this question had was put in there. I think like like. 10 hours before we did like a podcast on the moedification that Lenzark question is about um, because I think this kind of goes hand in hand with it. To get one question right out of the way really quickly is I don't really find anything wrong with them having a young character having feelings for an older adult that is a normal thing. Kids have crushes all the time to teachers and stuff like that. But yeah, when it does get into the sexualizing, I guess that does definitely change it quite a bit. But yeah, similarly to what we explained with, with Lenzark and modification, a lot of it has to do with uh, what they're trying to sell. Sadly, oftentimes it's to sell sex because sex sells, but also there's also a like for things that are younger or a, a like for things that are youth. I'm not giving an, a, an excuse, um, but there most of the stuff that you see in anime is going to be something that's a younger stage. Uh, there's a... An attraction to school settings and stuff because I think they're kind of going for a uh, trying to relive childhood kind of thing. Like the adults like the school setting stuff because it lets them relive their childhood. They lets them see that life they kind of left behind before they went into the job world and the, the the constant working that that is involved in that. But yeah, there's always also a call for people liking cute stuff. Um, and often that kind of just gets blurred along with the sexualizing stuff. So that's my take on it. I think it's really just a case of they like the childhood setting because it, it reminds them of youth. But at the same time, sex sells. And I think that kind of just mushes with each other. And it happens. I hate it. I, I put an example as, uh, here in this season as Denki Guy. Um, if you hear our review or miss season review on that, you know that I don't like the fact that they have characters that look they're five years old, but yet they're supposed to be in their twenties. They don't look like they're in their twenties. They look they're five years old, and they're putting sexual humor jokes. Recently, my sister is unusual was a very young character that was put in a sexual uh, situation, and I didn't like that as well. Um, it just it sucks. It, it, it just happens. And they have different laws in Japan. So, uh, the, the age of consent is quite younger there. I think, what was it 13? Yeah, Some areas it's like even that. less than that. I mean, it's, it's, they have different laws there. They have a different culture there and certain things are accepted that aren't really accepted in the West. So again, not, not to give an excuse. I don't like it, but it's, it's there. So yeah, if it's uncomfortable, stop watching it. I mean, that's the that's the best way you can you can do anything about it. Unfortunately, it's it, it's it's a culture difference. There's a there's a lot of different things involved in it. I mean, we did an entire 
discussion on it one time and w- which we really pretty much pointed out it it really comes down to what what sells these figures if you want to go with that or if what sh- what sells the show that's that's really where they get a lot of their um trying to get those those shows out there and they want people to watch those shows so therefore they do these things that they think will make the show get more hits so yeah and then we have cnn sees it <laughs> and then cnn sees it <laughs> um yeah i think that was the podcast in which we kind of dove into that quite a bit so if you haven't seen that um i don't remember what podcast it was but if you search on our, our website com, if you search for cnn you'll probably find our podcast where we discussed it in quite detail um, but yeah, let's let's move on to the next question. Uh, Lenzark has come back. He has asked, "Are there a any guy Sundete characters out there? Just for no. laughs, which Sundete girls do you wish would were, were to gender bend?" You jumped into that one too fast. I didn't get to say I was gonna I was gonna jump out there. I was gonna say off the top of my head, I've got this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and then you, and then you go right into the next question, which is going to really, really mess things up. Well, yeah, we can start off with with are there any uh, guys and other characters? Right now, if you're watching the current season, Wolf Girl and Black Prince has got a stellar, stellar Tsundere character. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that popped in my mind was uh, Kyo Soma from Fruit Baskets or Fruits Basket. Uh, he was quite the Tsundere character. But other than that, uh, for me, anyways, uh, I can't really call anybody many because I don't watch a lot of the romance, female-centered main character romance shows, and that's really where you're gonna find all of your genetic care. Just like in the in the on the male side, your harem shows is only gonna ha- always gonna have that female genetic character. Yeah, that's it's going to be the same for the 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 female main character shows. That's that's really what are, where I was gonna go. It's usually when you get into like your shojos. And your uh, your male or your your reverse harems, those are the ones that you're going to see them the most. You will also see them in uh, BL and your Yaoi shows. So you've anything got anything with a lot of love interests in a set location. You're going to have an archetype. Yeah, that's when you start getting into the the typical archetypes, which is Sundere is one of them. Um, you also get a, got a, a lot. The more the more prevalent on the male side is usually the uh the the kuderi and the um and the uh the dandaris those those are the ones that usually are the more prevalent in the shows that we watch um i off the top of my head william twining on oddly enough was he was actually a male lead the main protagonist and he was super sundere and he was in um what was that stupid show called? Um, you blew away me that you spoke the name out. That yeah. <laughs> well, he he stood out so much because I, I he we he they used him his names constantly and it was one of those English names you know that they just say it and it sounds funny and so you just kind of remember it. William Twining. <laughs> um, like like uh, Brandon Heath. Brandon Heath. <laughs> Um, and his actually, actually his, his little demon guy that was the secondary, I, I can't tell you his name. Um, but he was actually, I think it was, no, I don't remember it. Um, <laughs> but he was actually Sundere too. So you had two Sundere's that were doing a BL love and, and it was just really weird. Well, uh, yeah. Two Sundere's <laughs> actually liking each other is really weird. Um, the, if they humph at the same time, does time break? <laughs> like they both, 
they both acknowledge that now it's time to turn my head and do humph, and the world just explodes. <laughs> like, it just shatters. I, I'm actually, this is driving me crazy. Well, while you look that up, I'm going to address the second question, which was, just for last, which Tsundere girls do you wish would gender been? <laughs> I, I don't think I have an answer for that, because I just don't... <sighs> I guess Ashana would be pretty awesome as a, a male lead character in a new show. Um, but even at that, the, the problem is is that most of the Sundere characters that I like, I wouldn't want to see made into a male version of it because then that just kind of breaks their character altogether. And the the rare moments where I enjoy Sundere, I want to keep that way. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. Like my Shana, my, my Toradora, the uh, Taiga, and all that... I, no, but yeah, I think a, I guess a closest to a Shauna male version would probably be Kirito, but he's not Sundere, so he's just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that show was uh, Devils and Realists, and I absolutely despised that show. But um, but yeah, he knows everything about the characters, and <laughs> the names, and and the boy loves Sundere action. Um, there was uh, there's just. And and it's and like I said, it's all they're all in those stupid shoujo shows that I end up watching every once in a while. Um, but yeah, there there there's plenty of them out there. They're just ten, they tend to be in the shows that are more geared towards females. So, would you want one to gender bend a female character? <sighs> I was thinking about uh, no. No, he actually says which, so he doesn't necessarily ask would you. So if you had to, would you want your zero to be a a a, a zero? Luis? No. No. I, and it's like, I, I, I thought about Taiga as a male for a second. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I just a Sundere as a, as a male. I mean, female Sundere's I'm, I'm, I'm fine with. A, a male version of them is just not, not happening for me. <laughs> even, even when I watch Gender Bender and it's like, okay... I can kind of go with the character, not actually, but it's like I have a hard time with it. It, it just it, it's it's that mental block. It's like I can't, I can't, well, I just can't. A lot, a lot of uh, a lot of Sundere characters, mainly here recently, all seem pretty tomboyish. So it it does kind of lend itself. Yeah. So I mean, back in the day, a lot of the the Sundere characters were quite. Uh, they were like, yeah, Luis, who were, they were like frilly girl kind of thing, but recently a lot of it kind of tries to play on the idea of them being tomboy if you're forcing me to choose i'll, I'll go with taiga but that, that that's just top off the top of my head uh Sundere. so it's not like i'm actually wanting her to be if a male it's just first off the top of my head <laughs> it was a forced question i don't think yeah. we, i don't think we, I think we wanted any of that to happen uh, but thanks for the question linzarko you gave us another one so we're gonna work thank you linzark for this next question uh we have, if you want to show your anime pride, which character would you want painted on your house? Uh, house... Chi. I, I I kind of note that I would I would want something that's probably going to... If I was going to paint something on my pa- uh, house, I'd want it not to be tacky or cartoonishy. Probably something more artistic and majestic. Um, I was going to go with uh, Belle Dandy from Oh My Goddess would be pretty beautiful. There's some really good art with her. Uh, Saber would work. Uh, Kana from Air TV. The only reason I brought up Kana from Air TV is I have a a box set, and there's some art for her that is quite beautiful and elegant. Stuff with like kimonos, stuff like that, I think would look really nice on the side of a house. Actually, I would probably say Freya 
because Freya, and, and that is spoiler territory if you have not seen Chobits, so if you want Just to say see, Freya, then. I'm going to say Freya. <laughs> um, I, both Chi and Freya have great artwork, um, but I tend to lean more towards the Freya side, so as far as artwork is concerned. All right. He also has. Here's where it starts getting really weird. I, uh, Lindsark, you're 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 an interesting individual. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, which character would you uh, would you have as a doll to take to dinner? And I'm I don't know if you mean like just literally a doll, or like a doll that acts like has emotion. Uh, if it's just a doll, I don't think I would. <laughs> That's. You're, you're, you're pushing us. You're pushing us. We're, we're, okay, we we are we are super otaku's, but we're not that super otaku. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've looked into while looking for figures and stuff. I've I've run into like the uh, the actual dolls that they have for particular characters. There's a big, huge thing with uh, saber versions of these. They're like the what do you call them? Like the the Rose and Maiden type dolls. Um, but they're like a full size dolls of like saber and stuff, and they're they're beautiful. But they remind me too much of my granny, so I I can't do it for me personally. I think it's cool that people like that, and it's very interesting in how they're they're made and everything. But they're expensive, like three thousand dollars, kind of expensive. Um, but I don't see myself taking a saber doll to to a restaurant, so. I mean, if they had, like, personality and stuff, I would definitely go for, like, a Sunete character to bring with me, because I think that'd be entertaining. Yeah, I'll go with the, the standard Chi. Right on the, right on the Chi, borderline if, of them if Chi is, from if Chi is If Chi is talking to me, I'll take her to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could definitely say watching Chobits, I definitely have a, a huge desire to, for that future where we have that, you know, that person, yeah, Persicon Persa that's always following you around <laughs> that writes down stuff for you and everything. Have cool. a su- Sumomo on your shoulder. I was always troubled which one I would want more, but I think I know, I'd probably uh, <laughs> both. If you're rich enough, go for both. Go for both. They'd have to be. They would have to communicate with each other, though. They would have to be in sync, so they don't. <laughs> I don't tell one to write something down, and then I kind of have them charging, and I go talk to the other one. And then it's like I don't have that information. But the question is, is, would you have a problem going and getting her underwear? I would hope that she's programmed to get it herself because <laughs> that would – I would make people question me if I said otherwise on this podcast. I've been married, so I don't have a problem going and buying some underwear. <laughs> but you're not buying it for something you're married with. You're buying it for a robot that follows doesn't you matter. around. It doesn't matter. And people matter. question that you might can still do handle it. inappropriate things with them when nobody's around. I don't care. I can do it. <laughs> like I've cared. I've I've bought the worst that a female can ask a guy to go and buy. We won't get into that. I won't get into that. But we will get into <laughs> the next weird part of this, where he says, "Which character would you put as your picture on your ID?" I don't even know how to respond. Is that again like, am I supposed to find a character that matches me personally, or are you just talk about having a? I mean, the picture on the ID, so. The cop would question if you had Shauna <laughs> as your picture on your ID. I, I, and hey, hey, if you. if I want to be a character, I'm I'm probably gonna go with Vegeta. I I I would go with Vegeta. <laughs> Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? Give me your ID. How dare you what ask the this? prince of the Saiyans <laughs> for his ID? <laughs> what is this? A Super Saiyan bargain sale? <laughs> Kakarot. This is all your fault. <laughs> it's all your fault, Kakarot. 
Ah, uh, um, yeah, the toilet seat I don't know cover. If I want what? <laughs> yes, you want to know, dude? Linzart, come on, man. To- I mean, uh, that, that, no. that's just weird all around. I mean, how how am I going to answer this question? Which character as your toilet cover? Like, I I don't fancy a <laughs> toilet cover that's got a character on it. Um, they usually come in the the flower patterns and stuff. I think he's. I think he's messing with us, honestly. I think but he just wants I, to get us to I, that. Just the idea of going to the bathroom and seeing an anime character. I would is suddenly not, not need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I walk right back out the door. Then I walk in there and go. <laughs> I feel like a disgusting human being. Walk right back out the door. Like hi, hi Chi. Um, just brush, she is not going in just, my bathroom. Just brushing. <laughs> I'm just here to brush my teeth again. <laughs> I keep having a desire to come here to the bathroom, but then I have to brush my teeth. I think they're having more fun listening to this than we... <laughs> We're disgusting human beings. <sighs> Anyways, let's let's run away from that question. Um, but yeah, he says, thanks for reading my nonsensical questions. Hey, you know it. what? We could use one of the characters from um, from the... Um, uh, that, uh, that, that weird show that's on the... Um, In Search um, of the Lost um, Future. Yeah, I was thinking that, or or your what was that show that you watched last season that was really crappy that I dropped in like two episodes because it was garbage. The flag show. The flags, yes. I could put a flags character on my toilet cover. Yeah, but some a lot of those were really cutesy. I don't care. They're they're garbage. The the, the show was garbage. <laughs> just put the name. Just put the name on on the, the seat, <laughs> and I will be happily just. You could use that Oba son lolly. No, don't don't do nothing to the lolly. Logan LSR asks. <laughs> so I have an odd question. They're all odd, especially coming from Linzar's question. Uh, what race do you think anime characters as? Uh, I realized that when talking to my brother, that I view them as being white. Like uh, I am Caucasian. I'm guessing uh, for the most part. I'm uh, I'm sure that the Japanese view them as Japanese. But there is something about the artwork that makes them ambiguous. Certainly, there are characters that you can tell are Japanese. Um, but is there some? Is there anything that ultimately makes an anime character only Japanese, or are they designed to be relatively uh, relatable by all races? I do believe that they are meant to be uh, ambiguous or not one side or the other. Uh, I do know that back in the day they were kind of shooting for the Disney. Uh, craze that was going on. Um, I know Neko had posted here recently some some really old footage of like some really good contender uh, shows that were trying to go for the Disney feel. Um, but I think really the artwork itself has kind of evolved based off of manga artists and character designers kind of throwing their own flavor into the mix. And really the the thing is is that if it sells, it kind of sticks. Um, that said. I do believe that some shows kind of take the liberty to kind of emphasize certain features um, to kind of capture something unique. I know that Clannot, or a lot of the key stuff in Clannot, I believe they kind of went with more of the the big... I know people have issues with the big eyes thing, but I think they're kind of going for that um, because it kind of shows more emotion with the larger size eyes. Um, And I think a lot of shows that have huge casts will kind of go with the idea of having very unique and... uh, uh, big and colorful hairstyles to kind of distinct the, distinguish them between each character. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think there really is anything that particularly screams. This is these are Japanese. 
Um, I think it really just is based off of what they really want to go for, where it be. Uh, I think they do have. I, do, I believe that the idea of larger chests and blonde hair and brown hair and blue eyes, I think that does kind of give you an idea that it might be Western characters, but I think that's really just them trying to appeal to an audience for a desire for chest size or for unique blonde hair girls or yeah, something besides have, black hair know, and <laughs> short. I know they have a, a thing for blondies, so... yeah. Um, I my my take on it is really kind of more I I I tend to view them as Japanese and that's kind of just something that I guess I just see it that way. They speak Japanese. <laughs> they speak Japanese, so I automatically assume unless they are blonde, which I automatically assume blondes are probably going to be Sundere, American or um <laughs> It's just something about the blondes. They always end up being the Sundete, the, the American, or um, yeah, or Westerner in some tra- transfer student. Yeah, yeah, um, it, and the the you know, yeah, they each 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 hair color has a different character trope that t- tends to they t- tend to lean towards. But yeah, um, I I have to agree. It it I don't see it as ambiguous. I tend to like I said, I lean more towards them being Japanese, but. That's just my take on it. I've, I've always I, been that way. I don't need. There's. Well, my point is, I don't think there really is anything that says this is this race because, um, anime is really isn't is unique style in its own. I mean, if you look at where people try to make the characters into like costumes with the head and everything, it does not look human. So don't you know? Go and, it, and it's so funny because if you actually when you as you as you watch more and more animes you'll see you'll start seeing the characters that are actually foreign mm-hmm. um and they do look distinctly different um i i remember yeah like specifically. The, usually they'll do the western guy where they have like the square jaw and muscle-y. yeah russians <laughs> russians are, are muscled that that's just that, that that's what they do um so yeah you'll start seeing the different the different styles for different different uh, races, if you want to call them that, um, yeah. Usually the westerns are always big and muscly. Yeah, and then and then whenever you see them, you look back at the original character and you're like, do they just see themselves as these puny, skinny people? <laughs> all they, they just look so plain and skinny and and bony. So yeah, I hope that I hope that answered your question. Uh, I, I believe we're a little bit vague there, but I think we answered it. Um, let's moving forward. We're gonna go into Alpha. X Icaros, uh, which I believe is one of our recently new characters. So welcome to yep. the uh, characters, uh, members. Welcome to the forums. Um, I know you guys like supporting the industry by using legal streaming sites and buying anime merchandise. Do you guys collect DVDs or Blu-rays? Um, I yes, I've collected DVDs, um, but unfortunately, that was like back when I was back in California. I did lose a lot of them when I did the move. Um, I know that Chris used to collect a whole bunch of DVDs. Yes, I bought a whole bunch of them, and I, Lord knows where they are now. I mean, <laughs> he was in the, the the money rolling point, and DVDs were big at the time. So, and yeah. it, it was, of course, in a, in a big boom of anime. I actually, so. I actually got lucky because I started actually getting into. You know how you, your, your parents have these big old huge collections of videotapes. I got into becoming an adult at the time that DVDs were becoming big. 
Yeah, and I so remember, I remember a lot of my VHS collection was case that we had. Yeah. We had that big VHS thing that folded out and had tons of VHSs in it. And it probably only carried like 20 because they were so stupid huge. <laughs> <They're> huge. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I got into the I got into the craze of anime again f- during that middle point in my life, and DVDs were definitely the big right then. Um, of course, now I'm just big on Blu-ray, so if if I can find it on Blu-ray, I'm gonna get it on Blu-ray first. Uh, but VHSs, I I was pretty much over VHS is the point that I want to start getting anime. I maybe got like two VHS tapes, and who knows where they're at now. Um, also says uh, if you collect do collect physical copies of animes. What is your most prized anime DVD or Blu-ray? Um, I don't have like the expensive collector's edition. I haven't gotten into the idea of buying the expensive collector's editions quite yet. Um, I do have like the Hanasaki Rojas, but that's really the only way you can get it is in the collector's edition. I probably would have gotten it in its original just case if I could. Um, I think my o- my only real prized DVD collection I have is my Neon Genesis Evangelion collection because. My gosh, look at the prices on that now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's up in the three hundred, four hundred dollar range used. So I'm glad that I have it and it's I think I, I paid like a hundred and fifty for it new back when I bought it. But yeah, it's probably my favorite one that I protect and keep safe. Um Blu-ray wise, again, don't really have any collector edition or anything like that. Um probably the most expensive one that I paid that I didn't want to pay that much was probably Clanod, but of course, it's Clonad, so I'm I'm not regretting it. What is your most prized DVD Blu-ray collection that you have? I guess you pretty much marked it down as the right one. That's that's I don't have that many, so I do love I do love his Wolf Children though. I love. My I'm Wolf almost Children. tempted to go out and buy another copy of Wolf Children because I love that show so much or movie. But it's kind of it's it's in the uh, the the ambiguous dual. Uh, collection up there, so <laughs> it's in the Andrew wants to keep it safe spot. <laughs> like along along with the like Tenchi Moyos and stuff that I keep up there safe, even though they're his, I keep them there safe because I is Mononoke yours or mine? That's mine. That would be one of the ones I bought before I moved. I thought I had Mononoke. You probably did. It probably got destroyed in your collection. Oh, your- shut up. It's probably in that, that void of you saying, I don't know where it happened to it. <laughs> I'll just say that, which usually means it just kind of evaporated somewhere. Along with everything else. No, you grabbed all of my important ones. So, yeah. I guess maybe I, maybe I lent see, it you to see James how, or you something. You see how Mononoke is like in pristine condition? That's a sign that Andrew has had it for his entire life. I mean, it, I, you ended up <laughs> no with a lot of, of you. You ended up with a lot of my shows. So, yep, all those Tenchi Moyos, the Bell Angel. I think the Bell Angel one's a good one too. That's it's a really good old show, which is extremely expensive to buy now. Well, along with everything else that I really want to buy, that's really old that is expensive now. And his last one he says on here, "What's your most favorite or most prized figure?" That's a tough one for me anymore. It was Deep Sea Miku, which is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, inexpensive, and I'm glad I got a legit version of her because there's a lot of... There's one that's called Tony version. There's no Tony version. It's a fake. Um, but this was like the one in the full-on box, beautiful box. Her hair is gorgeous, um, and she's just a beautiful figure. 
Um, but I recently got Dark Angel Olivia Plus Plus Twin Tail version, and that one has got me kind of conflict on because that that one is also uniquely beautiful. Um, but I think I'll probably go back. I'll probably say Deep Sea Miku is probably my most prized one. I have. She's in her own. I I just recently. I guess we can talk about that now. Uh, sometime this week, or not this week, it was Tuesday this week. We went down to Georgia. Because um, I kept hearing, of course, everywhere I look online to try to find really good display cases, everybody says, get a DTOL from from uh, Ikea. But the unfortunate thing is we're in the south, deep south, so there's no Ikeas anywhere near us. They don't care about us in this vicinity. So uh, I looked up online to find out where the nearest Ikea store was, and it was in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So I was like, okay, I can buy a DTOL case online, pay $300 to have it shipped to me. And which I think they physically drive it to you or something. That's why it costs three hundred dollars. Um, or we can take a trip down there for the day, um, buy the cases, drive back. Um, which that's what we ended up doing. So me and Chris uh, borrowed my mother's truck and drove on down there, and because they wouldn't fit in my car, my car is too small. Um, we made an otaku spirit road trip. Well, yeah, without the without the microphones, we would, probably would have been pretty fun to have microphones, but. Most of the time was spent me looking on the, sh- the at the road and him playing Hatching Miku Project Diva, which I released made that day. Tons of Miku. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite torturous in that in that way. <laughs> no, it was funny because at some point he's like, um, "Yeah, we can we can go ahead and switch, and you can play Hatching Miku, and I'll drive." And I'm like, I think it's funny because it's not really so much tortured the person driving for that long, which is like it was like nine hours of driving. But more the fact that the person playing Hatsune Miku was going, my hands and my neck is hurting because I've been playing so much. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I think that was probably more torture than anything. Um, but yeah, once we got and, down and there. And I couldn't stop. There, There is no stopping Miku when you get, you, you're you playing that long. No. It's good stuff. Hatsune Miku. Awesome game. Um, but yeah, once we got down there, I can honestly say I have no clue what the hell is going on in an Ikea store. So <laughs> to all the people that said, go to Ikea and get this Detolf case, I, we, we couldn't, it took me forever while he, while he's buying a cinnamon bun because we didn't eat anything all day. Um, I'm looking down these aisles trying to figure out how to get into the store. We were like, <laughs> we're in this area that's after the registers and it's saying, don't run through these because the alarm will set off, go through a line that's open. And they're just packed with people. I'm like, where is the entry into the store? I have no clue. I walked all the way down the end. Ended up, we just kind of left the cart behind and just went through, kind of just shimmied ourselves through the people. Um, then I, I guess I ended up figuring out that that was like the last area you come from. And you're actually supposed to go upstairs earlier, which I didn't know about. This store is confusing as hell. <laughs> it, I, I, I blame it on the, the cinnamon roll smell. Because when oh, we yeah, first hit, entered, right when we first the, entered, escalator. yeah, when we first entered the the building, it, it, it's just this overwhelming cinnamon roll smell, and we we had just been driving from like we, we ended up running a little bit late because I had to get Miku on my my Vita, so yes. that that ran us a little bit late, but <laughs> so we were no, actually had to delete stuff off his Vita first. <laughs> we so we ended up. We woke up at five thirty or six o'clock, mm-hmm. and we didn't leave until what seven, eight, eight o'clock, about eight, yeah. eight o'clock. So from that point, all the way until we got there at around noon, twelve thirty ish, yeah. 
and and we, yeah, we were hungry, <laughs> and and the smell of cinnamon rolls was not helpful. <laughs> well, it's funny is once we finally got into that area where they actually had the furniture, they of course have some that are opened up, but I'm like. I'm just walking down the aisle looking for a sign that says Titoff. And then after I finally find the, the or we found the, the shelves, I then discover that there's this stupid console in the center area where you can look it up and find out where it's at. And I'm like, I could have used you before, <laughs> but now I don't need you. But yeah, I was, I was like, I don't know what's going on in the store. Um, they have these aromas coming off these candles that's bugging the heck out of Chris. And I'm just like, let's, let's just get these and go. And then as we're in the line waiting, I'm like, okay, let's... Atlanta, Georgia is a big place. I mean, Georgia is a big place compared to the, where we're from. And it's like, okay, well, well, let's search for anime Atlanta, Georgia and see what we find. And we end up finding uh, anime zing. Uh, anime zing. I have the car. Where's that? Here we go. Anime hyphen zing escape, which was a store in. It's like just south of Atlanta, Georgia. It was McDonough. Which I call McDonut, McDonut, Georgia, and that was that was just like a forty-five minute trip from from IKEA, so it, it wasn't that far off from us. We went down there and we're like, "Oh my gosh, a brick and mortar anime place! We have to go I in here." I haven't seen that in like 10, 10 15 I mean, even years, that, like back like, like oh. 10, 15 years, it was like you were in a you know a a DVD place that had happened to have anime, anime in it. This stuff, was yeah. Uh, this this was actually more like a comic slash anime slash card uh, a game card store. They had like all the tables out with all the where you can play uh, battle and card game magic <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was really cool going in there and talking to the guy in there. They were they were really cool people. Ended up buying two wall scrolls and they gave us a bunch of these little uh, promo large size promo cards for Funimation shows. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that. and I left my Vita on top of the truck for the entire you forty-five lucky. minutes we were, were in so that lucky. store. We came back out, and I seen my Vita on top of there, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> that should have been stolen." <laughs> what are you looking uh, for? The the Lane one. Lane is the one that. Oh, I, I, that I, I was put gorgeous. Up. I wanted that bad. Too bad. Yeah, he was like, he was like confiscated. We're like, how much are those? You're like, you you could just have one. And I was like, just one. There's like three there that I want, but I guess I'll go with Lane. And he's like, nah, just go ahead, grab whatever you want. And I was like, okay, I'll just grab these three. I'm not gonna get greedy or anything. I'm just gonna grab three. Um, but they they were like, pretty cool little. Yeah, place. I seen the Lane first. It should have been mine. Too bad you didn't go over there and pick it up. Lazy bum. You were too busy talking about Attack on Titan and Marvel. <laughs> we had an Attack on Titan Marvel discussion. There's apparently a Attack on Titan and Marvel crossover. Yeah, I, I've heard, I like, like I told wow. him, I, I heard about it. Um, a lot of drama going on with it. Yeah, I was, I was hearing, I was hearing him talk I just about it. Stayed I was away like, from it. I was like, he's talking about the Colossus, and then he's talking the colossal Titan, and he's talking about Marvel stuff. How is Colossus Titan, colossal Titan, in a Marvel? Okay, he must be talking about like some one of those you know the iron man looking things that are but that's an x-men isn't it is x-men marvel i don't know i don't pay attention to that stuff <laughs> you're getting into territories that i don't I, want to touch. i don't know i'm sure uh, i'm sure also, somebody's also, gonna also, help me out we also talked about uh no game no life and the immoral values of that compared to the manga which was an interesting discussion um but yeah it was it was a it was a fun time um had to 
prevent myself from buying many, many figures they had there. They were they were good priced. I mean, yeah, you're going to find cheaper online, but they had good prices for going to a store, pick them up, and buy them. You're, you're avoiding shipping costs. They had a, a decent little markup for it. And it, it. looked like everything, so, was, everything was legit. So Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of legit st- stuff there. Um, the only problem I had with that place is that they had playing on this TV off the side probably one of the worst dub <laughs> shows I've ever heard. I wanted to, I wanted to physically yeah, walk over so there funny. and it turn was, it off. It, it was it was so funny me and me and Andrew walking through and uh, and it's we're like kinda, cool they're playing our, anime uh, in a store. Yeah, yeah. That sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> we're, we're we're walking by and both of us are looking up at it, kind of tilting our head, you know, slowly as 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 it in the 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 sound of the dubbing just kind of seeps into our head as we start recognizing this is dubbed. <laughs> yeah, I, like I like I've said before, I'm pretty understanding of dub, but that was one that I I could not sit through. That was <laughs> it was painful to hear. But yeah, you don't even know what it was. I don't know. I had no clue what show it was. It was kind of one of those. We looked at it, and it, I think we recognized. It was the an name old show, was, though. Yeah, we recognized the show, but kind of was like, yeah, you're you're bad dubbing. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, really, really good store. Um, definitely, if you're in the Georgia area, definitely check them out. Again, it's anime hyphen zing. Can you order escape. off of their website, or did you check? I didn't see an order in place on there, but I believe they do probably have something on there. I mean, shooty, you could probably just email them, and figure it all out. Yeah, that was that was a that was a lot of talking just to say that I got some figure cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some I got some detolf. I got two of them. I ended up buying two because I'm figured in the future if I want one, I'll have it there for me. But for right now, I'm just using the one, and it looks great. Even with the, my whole point in bringing this up was even though I have this detolf case that has like my Olivia and everything in it, um. I still have my Hatsune Miku, Deep Sea Miku inside of a... Uh, I, I got her a, a football helmet case. Is how big she is. Um, and she just looks beautiful in there alone with the mirror on the back. So definitely Deep Sea Miku. To answer your question, Deep Sea Miku is my prize figure. <laughs> um, Alpha also says, I don't collect figures personally, but my most prized DVD Blu-rays are Makoto Shinkai films. I own all of them. I own them all. And I'm very proud to look over them and see them on my shelf. So definitely good on you. My my, I mean, I've got a total of four figures, so it's not like I've got a huge collection of them. Um, oh, and yeah, I, Chris, what's I, your prize figure? <laughs> it's hard to pick. I mean, honestly, on, I, I think it'd be your uh, girl from Rose Maiden. I yeah, that one's kind of the one that I'm leaning but then towards. Rin. Rin is Rin is is a special figure. I, I absolutely I love gave her. It well, no, not necessarily that. It's just it's a present. It's like okay, because then I then I thought about it. Well, okay, I I think that my my monochrome is the funnest out of all four of them. But is it my favorite? No. Uh my Rin is probably my favorite. My prized would probably be my Rosen Maiden one. That out makes my, sense. Out of my Nindroid, that would probably be. Oh, that's a mix between Strawberry Miku and and uh, Magic Miku. count because you already picked your favorite. No, I was going on Nindroids. I can say Nindroids. Nindroids. But see, I don't we have just regular talked about figures. Blu-rays and DVDs. Why can't we talk have... about figures between <laughs> Nindroids? And you're talking about which one's funnest. It's like I can't have fun with my with my deep sea Miku unless I go hey and poker every now and then and say you're cute. <laughs> 
I'd probably go with the uh, magical Mickey. Probably, like she's got the most accessories and different ways you can pose her and stuff, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, that's 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 kind of why I picked. I would say my funnest would be Miss Monochrome. She just has the most that is involved with her that is fun and cool. Most unfun is Miss up there uh, Saber Extra with her rose and her sword. That's all they gave her. <laughs> like the most plain Nendroid ever. But you have like 25 million saber nendroids so it's not like you can't interchange their parts so shut up oh my gosh i didn't think of that i could totally put lion saber's head on (laughs) on fate zero motorcycle riding with the black that'd be awesome it's like a lion head on with a black suit i think i just ruined all of andrew's nendroid uh sabers they're gonna be they're gonna start i'm gonna come in here and see them all all weirded out I have nightmares every now and then, then where again, I wake up you, and I realize all of my ninjas are mixed match. Why is it that, that your black uh, saber right there, your evil Alter. saber, why why does she have different color eyes? Is there an explanation for that? They all have different color eyes. They don't. She has blue eyes. Some have darker eyes. Some have lighter eyes. And that's that's probably just uh, painted, different color paints. But no, Alter's corrupted, so that's why she's different. Uh. But she has a gigantic black armor set versus the gold set. Extra, yeah, I, I, extra would, has it, a red suit. One bride has a bride's yeah, made outfit. That, that doesn't have anything to do with her eyes. It has everything to do with the eyes. It's what you perceive. Anyways, Mad Gunner says you and forty other people are dropped on an island, Batum style. And you never you watched that, so you don't have any idea what he's talking people. about, do you? I've I've seen enough to know that they've dropped on an island. That's all he says. <laughs> he just says Batum style. Uh, you have seven. You have to kill seven people to get off the island. Do you have to like not get caught? Like, uh, like uh, what's that show you watched? Uh, Dongan Rapa. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you, have, you get to choose a weapon, armor, and ability from animes of your choosing to defend yourself and kill with. What do you pick? I hate these kind of questions, by the way. <laughs> um, I'll go uh, weapon. I, was it have to be a physical weapon? or? I told you what, what, what would be the easy way out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want me to say it or you need to say it? No, go ahead. It'd be Tatsuya. Just be Tatsuya. That just that just God. Sol- solves everything. Make it make an app that revives everybody, and you're good. You press a button, everybody dies, and then you, and then you revive them all because you feel bad, but you still win because you technically killed them. They didn't say anything about you can't revive them after you kill them. So, yeah. Oh, I have to choose a weapon, an armor. <clears throat> I guess and speaking, an ability. Oh. I mean, how many shows have armor that... I mean, the only show that I can think of right now off the top of my head is Fate Stay, that Saber has a unique armor. I, I don't know of any shows that have specifically yeah. armor that has special attributes to it. <laughs> just just carry around uh, Saber's... Uh, you know, I guess this would be spoiler, so I can't really say that. Carry around her, her uh, sheath for her weapon, and th- then you're invincible. Um, <laughs> have Tatsuya's abilities. That, that, makes, that makes me a god that's invincible. You wouldn't um, need any of that, though. That's the, that's the problem, is you don't, wouldn't need any of that because you're Tatsuya. And then... Um, so a weapon. What would I pick for a weapon? 
Oh, this would be the tough one. I don't watch enough shows that have unique weapons and stuff to care. Yeah, to usually everything's answer. ability. So, I mean, weapons are kind of just thrown out the window. I mean, Ryuko's scissor blades would be a good one because they can cut through life. Oh, uh, I just realized fibers, he mentions Saber's battle gear. So, <laughs> you're mentioning kill a kill sword. I'm mentioning Saber's armor, and those are the examples he gives. So. <laughs> I think that was subliminal messaging happening. Totally um, not intentional. It says dress break. <laughs> um, I'm going to just be touchy. Yeah, that's an easy question. That's an easy answer. I'm the one that's actually taking the time to do <laughs> actually figure it all out. Weapons are tough, though. But there's I mean, no weapons that are specific in anime. I mean, they, they just don't care about it. Weapons. Yeah, they don't. That's what I was saying. They they usually do more abilities than weapons. Weapons are kind of just throwaway. They don't. They never. I mean, I guess you could go with uh, uh, maneuver gear, but that's not really a weapon per se, unless you count the swords. Claymore is pretty awesome, but that's that's just artwork. That's not really the sword. Is not any anything spectacular. Ah. Uh. You do the default Excalibur. Be done with it. You can go into Eva gear. Just step on everything. Just step on everything. Step on all seven characters. Or you just go berserk and explode and they all die. No, because then it then it has a time limit. So you're gonna have to get a Gundam. If you kill them all the first time, you're good. Yeah, but you you know there's always going to be that crafty Sundetta guy who's going to Now, do you get disqualified if you kill more than seven people? Because, I mean, you could blow up the entire island and kill all of them. There you go. Do you get disqualified because you killed eight people? (laughs) Do you have to kind of make sure the explosion only hits a certain amount of them? Like, you 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 stay out there, you you come up here. (laughs) You get a bonus. Thanks for the question, though. It was really weird, though. Um, Logan LSR says, I'd love to hear about the equipment you guys record the podcast. Like, what kind of mics... Do you use a soundboard? Uh, what programs do you use to record and edit? And any other interesting tidbits? Oh, I had to actually go on the site that I bought the equipment from and look back to 2010 because that's when we bought the equipment to start podcasting. Um, for those that don't know, we used to record a podcast for our previous, previous site, which was Timeless Gaming. Cabot Wolf was actually the first site we made. It was mm-hmm. Cabot Wolf. Uh, dot wordpress.com which is probably still up there somewhere if you actually want to laugh at my old writing um, but that's when we originally did the podcast and so most of the stuff is kind of oldish it's still good stuff they're very loyal pieces of equipment They've, we've had them for four years and they're still doing great except for one, I think the cabling is starting to get yeah. old so the cabling is starting the, to get crackly every now and then it's, so on, it's to, on my side today yeah so you can't touch it so Besides having to replace the cabling, we'd probably still use these for another 10 years. So they're good equipment. Um, but the only problem we really have with our equipment is I think the microphones are a little bit too open. So they do pick up a lot of things we don't want them to pick up. Um, I I.e. The, the, the few times that we've complained dog about barking. the dogs. You can, hear, you can always hear our chime from the clock, which is cool. Uh, somebody yelling at somebody in another room or something like that. You always hear that. Or we have to have uh, you know TVs down, whatever. Um, but they're a good set of equipment, so I, I'm definitely not faulting them. It's just they're condenser microphones, so they, they pick up a lot of stuff. 
Um, but I did want to go. I when I said I wanted to start doing podcasts, I wanted to go. I wanted to go all or not. So I decided to get as much good, not stupid, expensive stuff, but not cheap blind stuff. So that's how I end up getting all this stuff. Um, we have we do have a mixer or soundboard if you want to say that. It's it's a Yamaha MG one zero two C. It's a ten input stereo mixer. Um, that's what everything goes into before it's transferred into an auxiliary plug to go into the computer. Um, so it picks us up. We're on each our own channel, and then we mix them together in software. So um, our microphones, if you want to look them up, are MXL V63M uh, condenser studio microphones. Um, but again, like I said, they are very wide. They do pick up anything. They What's great about them is they pick up a very quality sound. You can hear our deeps. You can hear our highs. It sounds very crisp. The only problem is it picks up everything. So keep that in mind if you do want to get them. They're built for somebody being in a very soundproof room. Or they're for picking up acoustics, very refined noises. So they're going to give you a very good sound, but almost too good. So you have to be in a very quiet location to record. Um, but yeah, those are all tied together with XLR cables. It goes to the mixer. The mixer then uses a one eighth inch to one fourth jack Y cable to plug it into the computer. Were you gonna say something? Sorry, I was gonna say just if 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 you want to go for fun, um, you're actually on the what the left the left channel, and I'm actually on the right channel right now. Mm-hmm. So so when you guys hear it, you guys hear it all all mono. But when we record it, it's actually separated like that. Yeah. You were saying it's, that earlier. I just wanted to. It's mainly so that because often sometimes he'll be talking low and I'll be talking loud, and so this allows us to, me to actually later on when I go to edit it, I can then mesh them together and, and level the audios. Um, I use we use Audacity to record the audio. So right now when we're recording, it's recording us on separate channels through Audacity. Uh, once it's completed, I'll then take out uh, any kind of noise that was, ha- you know, maybe a break that we had or a cough or something like that. I, I cut all those out. I export them into a mono together. Then I use a levelator program to levelate the audio so that you don't have him talking really low and then me talking really loud, which you're not going to be able to hear me that because I'm going to level it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, after it's leveled, then I throw it into uh, GarageBand, which I use GarageBand just to basically throw intro music and outro music so that's really all i use GarageBand for and then i export it mp3 and it goes up yeah i think you gave him way too much information it's what he asked yeah i know he but, said but, any but, other but interesting no, but no 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 see you're you're giving away all of our secrets the secrets you can you find guys me. you if guys you google search how to podcast you guys have find all, all of the secrets of how otaku spirit has just been done i mean we just we we spoiled everything for you there's nothing behind the door anymore you can find it on Google. It's easy. Um, you I cannot getting... find how Otaku Spirit does their podcast. If you find anything on, I think I end up, end up getting my information from like, I used to listen to a lot of uh, uh, Twit.tv stuff. So this week in tech, they had they did a lot of podcasting that I kind of got into. I think I ended up using a lot of their information on there. So and I ended up finding my own microphones. I don't think they were. Really Why would you that. want to change our our podcast to pencils? Huh. You said you want to switch to pencil. Why do you want to switch our podcast to pencil? Nobody wants to see our podcast in pencil form. If you're going to start reading my notes and get all like <laughs> off the wall and confuse the hell out of people, I'll stop making notes. 
I'm just playing. I was mentioning that I did want to possibly get some Zoom H1s um, just for us to record on the side because it is kind of a hassle to put all this stuff together and then take it all down and put it all together. Often when I get an idea to do a quick podcast, it's like I don't want to put all this stuff together just to record that. So I was thinking of possibly getting some Zoom H1s. Why I mentioned pencil, pencil microphones are t- typically used for like, uh, I think they're usually used for like drums and snares and stuff like that. They are more of a directional microphone. Um, I was thinking of possibly upgrading, a, not really upgrading, but changing us over to it. Because I don't think it's really an upgrade. I think it does affect the audio, but it does give you a more direct recording. So might end up moving to something like that just to have less surrounding noise. Um, but it's it's an investment to, to experiment with, so... I'm not sure. Was that is that the ones that you were talking about that we can take outside and? No, the Zoom H one is the one that's portable. Uh, pencil microphones are going to be plugged in the same way with XMLs. It's just, yeah. or not XMLs, uh, XLRs. It's but it's just, it's a it's a it's very direct recording sounds because it picks up snares and stuff. Yeah, I mean it's just there's something in the future possibly to kind of branch out from these big old microphones that take too much time to put together and stuff. Who knows. Um, moving on, Miss One Forty Five says, "I heard your promo on another podcast the other day, which would probably be AA Podcast. We really appreciate those guys. Uh, this promo has a uh, was for the Sailor Moon Crystal one, which I think was the toast discussion that we had about. Oh, I was trying to think of which one. Um, said, but I kept wondering why Chris's voice sounds differently. Andrew's voice was slightly different, but the same for the most part." I'm not sure if you mean like just the pitch sounds different than when you listen to us on our podcast versus when you hear a promo on there. Uh, that would probably be because they use different compression or whatnot to mix their audio in. Um, so they're going to obviously take our audio and stick it through whatever process they do. So we're going to sound a little different on their end. Um, if it's possibly volume or whatever wise, maybe it's because Chris was a little excited in that one. I tend to get excited. He was a little excited in that one. We, um, you know, I, I, another one of those little things is I tend to be a little bit more lower than Andrew because I tend to, when I tend to get excited, my voice uh, tends to exponentially get louder. I, yeah, I, whenever I we just, do our test at the beginning, he's like, test one, two, three. Like, you're not going to be that low. Or test one, two, three. You're not going to be that high. He is like the most pain in the butt person for me to keep these levels equal. So. So yeah, when when the the levelator probably works really hard on my on my side. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a lot of podcasts where it has to pretty much just amplify you the entire time because you were just it was one of those days where you just want to be, yeah, I'm off to the side <laughs> talking like this really low, which you're not gonna catch anyways. And um, and, and it's yeah. not it's it's just something about me. I just I tend to when I get excited, I talk very loud, and it, people people are constantly shushing me because I just my voice is very projects all very very loudly and i don't mean to do it it just happens loudly but yeah appreciate aapodcast.com for promoting us as well um definitely check them out if you guys want to have another podcast with some different interest uh, interesting discussions on there um yeah definitely check them out uh moving on to lolita she came back briefly she just kind of poofed Wally. in, said something, and disappeared again. So, <laughs> Wally, stay with us. Lolita said, uh, not sure where I need to comment on this. I would love to donate. So where do I do it? I think that was a question more for our previous podcast where we did talk about this, uh, possibly getting support from people in order to help us grow. 
Um, but as it stands now, I've been getting a lot of feedback, people asking about where to donate since that podcast. And I want to say I very much appreciate people's comments um, and the show of support definitely uh, makes us all worth it to know that people appreciate us that much that they want to support us with money, which is a big deal. Um, but as it stands now, we're, we're still not, not, nothing's changed still. <clears throat> as we said in the, that podcast, it was really just to kind of gauge <clears throat> what kind of support we would get from people. So for now, we're, we're, we're comfortable. When that time comes, we'll let you guys know, but I don't see it in the foreseeable future. Yeah, that that was just completely. It was just just to let you guys know what we were we were talking, what 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 was going on behind the scenes, and we wanted to get you guys involved in it, but we weren't actually saying that it's something that needed to be done now. Yeah, but again, appreciate appreciate the the show support definitely. Up Up Primer, which is another one of our newer members, which mm-hmm. I definitely welcome you. Uh, said I had a very interesting conversation with my mom today. Uh, while we were eating dinner at a restaurant, she told me that she felt the need to overcome her bias towards anime and maybe watch a few movies or maybe a show um, that would get her interested. Uh, being that she's in big into sci-fi and crime dramas, I wanted to start her off with Ghost in the Shell movie. Um, that's definitely a really cool one, which I actually was one of the first ones Go, I ever watched. Ghost in the Shell is a great, great movie to sh- start her off if she's a sci-fi. So you very you've got, you've got <laughs> You've got you've got that one covered. Um, uh, the question is, what three or so movies of any genre uh, would you show to someone to, if not to get them into anime, maybe let them walk away from those movies with a, an appreciation for the genre? Did we hit this in the in the anime one hundred and one? We didn't. I was trying to figure out which one it was. We did kind of talk about what are great shows to kind of introduce people to, which I believe it was in our anime 101, the, our first anime 101 podcast that we did. Um, but just to kind of touch on a, fun, a few of them, Ghibli films are always an easy one. There's a couple of them that are kind of a little bit too weird for people that you might want to avoid. Um, but definitely Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, and Spirited Away. Summer Wars would be great because that's kind of sci-fi-ish. Yeah, Mamoru Hosoda films, I also mentioned Wolf Children and Summer Wars are definitely uh, good ones to introduce people to anime with. Uh, Wolf Children may be a little bit more weird for some people, but I thought it was a, a cute film that people would appreciate no matter what what like they have for anime. Uh, so. Definitely, like, I, I've, I think somebody asked this once, and, I, and I, I still stand by this. I think everybody at some point should hit and this is a little bit deeper in the culture side, so it's not something that you want to dump on her right away. Um, but Grave of Fireflies is definitely a a at some point she's got to watch it. Um, it it's just one of those shows that um, it's a moving film, just like not as much Wolf Children because Wolf, Wolf Children is more of a feel good show. Grave of Fireflies is really kind of a just a beautifully told story and it is a very moving story so take that for what it is yeah i think i think you're good with any kind of ghibli films though i think that's a a really easy one to kind of throw out there but yeah that's really the only ones i can think of top of my head because a lot of the a lot of it's very rare to find movies that kind of fit cross genre cross culture boundaries at the same time that are not yeah series at that yeah i mean you got to remember that you're asking an opinion and what we we're we're trying to oh gauge time of eve coming out here soon that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one that's sci-fi related 
Yeah. Um, the, we're, we're trying to gauge shows based on it, 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 just like when we talked about it. And I think it like, like I, I said earlier, the anime one you, you, you don't want to jump somebody right straight into a culture, an, another culture, you want to avoid culture shock. And, and, the the problem is is trying to find those those neutral type shows. Anime in itself is a when we got into it, we were wanting a different something different. When it's somebody who's coming in with a preconceived bias um, that they are not they're not truly accepting of this because of reason A. You've got to find things that are neutral, uh, culture neutral, and that's and that's really the even even Ghost in the Shell is kind of uh, has that culture in it, but it's more geared towards the sci-fi aspect. So you're not Hacker, really going to see, and all yeah, you're stuff. not going to really see a lot of the uh, the culture type thing. But when you start going into um, more of the shows similar to like. Um, What's one off the top of my off the top of your head? Um, I don't even know what you're talking about, so I don't know which the the culture where the culture is more more obvious in 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 a movie. Like, I guess I guess a good one would be uh, 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 Grave of Fireflies because it is more centered in their culture. So, although it is a very very moving story. It's not something that you want to bring in and hand somebody who's I would say, just getting I would used say to it. Akira would be probably one that would be a little bit uh, shocking for most people. Akira would be one that you want to show to somebody that would be... Because I was thinking of putting Akira in there, but Akira is really for somebody that is going to be acceptant of something that is more violent and weird. Because I would show... I would say I would show my parents wolf children before I would show them Akira. They would accept wolf children more than they would, you know, some guy crazy getting huge, turning some big blob thing and shot and blown up. I mean, all, that all all that stuff was weird. They'd be more accepting of, yeah, they're, they're wolf children, which is weird, but it's cute and they're they're children and they're they're part of a family. So, yeah, you do yeah, definitely yeah. have to think about who you're you're showing them to. Yeah, and then that, that's that's really what I was getting down to is is, is you want to make sure that it's kind of a at first. And when she gets more used to the newer, the, the the difference in the style. And then when they're more acceptant of then you the idea start. of watching series, then you slip in the clenide and then they're done. They're done. It's well, over. that's not, not, it's not so much sci-fi, though. Well, I know. You can start getting into, there's like, sci-fi Evangelion. There. There's ghosts and there's, there's spirits. and <laughs> You can start getting into Evangelion, then you can start getting into... Um, you're like Gunslinger Girls, uh, or Gunslinger Girl. Well, you can do the Neon Genesis Evangelion movies if you're looking to not, because I know somebody mentioned Neon Genesis Evangelion to Optim- a Primer, but yeah, that's quite an investment. <laughs> and they'll probably be walking away confused as hell, so be careful there. Psychono. Yeah. That's yeah. coming up later. Yeah. Because um, the next question that Opramer has is, what's the worst translation job you've ever seen? <laughs> starting to gather it. What's the worst translation job you've ever heard or read? Um, there, while there's plenty uh, dub flubs, Vaz subs are out there too. Uh, has a poor translation ever ruined a show for you? Um, I can't count how many shows back in the anime boom days of the 90s and stuff that I just... 
I heard the dub and was just completely turned away. And that was mainly back when, yeah, it was it was crazy. They were trying to pump these out like crazy. They were hiring anybody, the, the janitor to record a line. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was bad. I mean, Timmy, uh, the director's son said, I'll go ahead and record my voice on there. I mean, it, there was a lot of quality issues that were going through. Um, so I don't want to really want to sit here and dive into all those. Um, I did want to mention one really bad experience I had. Um, and that was, that was not too long ago when I decided to watch Sakano and that's she, the ultimate weapon. Um, and in that show, I, I ended up watching a digital version of it, and I was able to switch back and forth between uh, uh, the the dub and the sub, or the dub and the Eng- uh, the Japanese and English voice acting. And there's a certain point in that show in which, uh, of course, this is this girl is like being experimented on to create the ultimate human weapon, and it's this guy's girlfriend. And at some point, the government officials show up to pick her back up because there's a war going on. They need to bring her back in here so they can go, you know, fight whatever they're going to fight. And the scene where he kind of, she gets in the car and he kind of runs down there like he's upset. And in the Japanese version of it, he's like, you know, he sounds really upset. This this voice actor's like, no, you can't take her away kind of thing. And it, and I switched it over the English dub just to, for some curi- random curiosity. I wanted to hear, you know, how different it sounded. And it was like, no, wait, stop. I mean, it didn't sound like the guy cared at all that this his girlfriend's being taken off by these these government officials. And it was just, it was one of those moments where I kind of just re reset myself on the idea that that was a, a time frame in which they just didn't care about the dub and this stuff. So and it's just upsetting because. There really shouldn't be any reason why I shouldn't be able to switch it over and enjoy the English, the tracks of it. But what can you do? I've seen plenty of bad sub fan subs. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's yeah, out fan there. subs were bad back fan when I used to, subs are to do bad. when I used to do a lot of that stuff. This fan subs. Is and this is not this is not invitation for a big old long list of, well, this fan sub is better than this. Fan. I, we don't care. We, I'm just saying we've seen bad ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we've mentioned before, I, there's been a time where we used to do a lot of uh, watching, quote unquote, illegal streams. And it was a. It was a common thing to run into people who would try to take liberties upon themselves to put their humor into the shows, and that's partly why I don't like uh, that whole... Besides the fact that it's hurting the industry, the, the other part of it that I didn't like about it was that you're basically watching somebody else's humor. They were trying to spice it up with, with cussing that there isn't a Japanese word for that word. <laughs> it's not in our dictionary. So I don't know how you got you, have, that vulgar word seen, out of have you, Baka. Have you ever seen? <laughs> it's like he says Baka and they're, and they're, they're saying a word that a, would a never. A stream s- of 15 curse words. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that um, didn't come out of his mouth. Have I'm you sorry. ever, have you ever seen uh, where, where the translator di- or the fan sub just, just, just gets tired of the show and they just, they, they just chop it up as crap. Yeah, and they just start making fun of asterisk. the entire episode. Yeah, the little the, the, the asterisk. I don't know what he just said here. Asterisk. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, this could not be translated. What? <laughs> yeah, but I do believe I had one time where they just kind of... I think it was one of the Naruto... I think I seen a Naruto episode once where 
They suddenly started making some kind of BL joke between Naruto and, and Sasuke. It was like, no, that oh actually my God. happened. <laughs> Anyways, um, thanks for the questions, though. Uh, moving forward, Alpha X Icaros uh, says, if you went to Japan on vacation, what would be your first day's agenda? Place things you would want to see first. Restaurants you may have heard of uh, before and wanted to go to. What is the first food you would like to experience? I'll ask the first one first. Call June. Yeah. <laughs> Off the plane, call June. Because June's <laughs> going to keep us from going down the wrong alleys. Um, but yeah, that jokes aside, I, I definitely would definitely want to call up June and have her give us the, the tour without us getting lost and, and, and die on a curb somewhere. Um, but food, definitely. I, I, I shop so first destination to have ramen. Ramen is like real my noodles. top. Yeah, re- real ramen noodle. Um, but yeah, your 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 taiyaki. I totally am, am on board with that I definitely, one. Yeah, I as definitely odd as that might cry. sound, I do want to go to a Seven Eleven and buy all the different odds and end foods they have in there and try them out because it just sounds like. Their 7-Eleven sounds like the healthy version of our 7-Eleven, <laughs> where we have chips and crap that would kill you. They seem to have healthy foods in their 7-Eleven. It blows me away. I definitely want to try real curry at some point. That is, that is, I've actually been considering trying a possible recipe of it. I want to try it. Um, so, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's messing with my phone. He likes finicking. So it's, I, I'm um, a fidgety type yeah. person. Definitely, with, with along with June, going down and doing a tour of Akiba was, is definitely a must. But I'm more interested in the idea of going out and checking out the more deep cultural stuff, the, the out-in-the-sticks countryside stuff, not necessarily Climb the deep Mount anime Fuji. stuff. But yeah, just going to the shrines out in the out in the countryside, stuff like that. It, I, I, I'm just, I just love that old... Uh, cultural stuff that I just want to definitely dive into. What is it? A hundred? The hundred uh, arches. One of the one of the shrines has a like a hundred of those arches mm-hmm. that you see in all of them. I want to I want to try and do that at some. I want to go see that at some point. Um, I Japan's definitely definitely on the bucket list. If if I don't go down there anytime <laughs> soon, I'm going. To, I if if somebody says you are now dying, I'm like, okay, here's all my Set belongings. Me I'm going to Jan- fly me Japan. to Japan because I gotta get there before I die. <laughs> And then I'll be calling up June saying, June. I'm in a wheelchair. Can you push me through Akiba and to the shrines, please? Yeah, Akiba. I would love to go go to Akiba at some point. I'd climb Mount Fuji at some point. Love to do that. Um, there's all kinds there's, of there's places There's too much. I mean, it, it's going to be... It's definitely going to be... I. We've discussed it a few times, like the idea of going down there and, and, and taking a trip over there, but it's really a thing where I don't want to make it a weekend getaway thing or a week getaway thing. I want to make it a, I want to go there for like a month or two and just, just dive in and really, I mean, if I could, I would love to stay there for like a year or two, but um, it's, that's kind of a difficult thing to do unless you actually get a job there or you just struck rich. Um, it's, but it, I do don't, I don't want to make it a week thing. I want to make it a, a month or two month thing just so they can actually get engrossed in it, see everything that I want to see. And I don't want it to be a, just a toss away idea. So, yeah, that's, uh, that, I would love to move there. Unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm too old and I, I can never <laughs> too old. 
my 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 I will never be able to live the dream there. I don't know why it wants me to define that link, but I'm trying to get to a link here. Because mm-hmm. um, it's been far too long since we really had a uh, an Ask June segment, so... I'm gonna have to. Ah, we're gonna have to 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 patch into June here soon. She's she's got a few questions going on here soon too. Yeah, um, we have a question from the Last Shadow who asked June, uh, "What are your favorite anime, manga, and light novels? Is there any that of the three that you don't care for?" And June responds. Thank you very much for your kind words. I'm glad uh, you like my segment. I like a lot of anime, but Neon Just Evangelion, I'll Know a Zero, and Tokyo Ghoul, they are my favorite shows right now. I take credit for getting her into I'll Know a Zero. <laughs> no, it was actually partly due because we're our big I'll Know a Zero segment. She wanted to listen to our spoiler cast, and I'm like, well, then watch the show. She's like, but I haven't watched the show yet. So like, go watch it. Um, I also like playing video games and cosplay. Uh, is there... And also, Last Shadow asked, is there any uh, shows that, any one of them that makes you embarrassed or to watch or catch a glimpse of? During response, well, I always kind of get a little hesitant feeling when watching uh, harem type shows um, because it usually, they usually have a shadow storyline and always one boy with many beautiful girls kind of situation. I totally agree with June. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> Looking that's... at Mr. Harem, harem Guy. <laughs> Um, it's hard for me to get uh, interested in the main protagonist. I kind of, I kind of see that for a, a female not to really care much, but for a guy that's running around with a bunch of chicks. <laughs> um, let's see what else we have here. She probably doesn't like Kirito very much. June, do you like Kirito? Probably not. <laughs> um, Mad Gunner had asked uh, June about Caramel Dancing, my most hated song of all time. It's that cute. Carolyn Dancing was a hit in Japan once. Is this true? Um, if it is true, then that is awesome. For those who don't know, Carolyn Dancing is a sped up. Well, th- this particular version of Carolyn Dancing is a sped up version of a, a Swedish song or something like that. And yeah, it was really huge for a while there. We used to listen to Kawaii Radio back when that was still up, which is an an anime music streaming. Uh, site which you could stream on like Winamp or whatever and people kept requesting that stupid song and I got so sick of it so fast um, but yeah June responds saying yes it is it was a hit in uh, hit to in Japan for about six about six years ago um, it's not as popular song anymore but I like it though it is cute it was cute the first five hundred times I heard it <laughs> then, <laughs> then people killed it Ugh. Let's see, um, let's see, uh, that's a really long question. Lozark asked about sneezing in Japan and how people respond to it. June responded, in Japan, people think that when you sneeze, you think that they are talking about you. Oh, we're talking about whenever you sneeze when people are talking about about you. Okay, I got you. I apologize. Um, she says, I know it sounds silly, but that's one of the common beliefs here. Um, we don't (laughs) I just... I just find that really fascinating. You just sneeze and go, crap, who's talking about me? <laughs> um, we don't have a particular phrases to say after someone sneezes in Japan. Um, but like you said, we uh, we would say take care of yourself or are you all right? Um, if it's someone you are familiar with. Otherwise, we don't say anything. That's kind of weird. Um, I'm not sure if, it goes, if it's good enough for your question, uh, but that's all I can tell. That's... 
that's plenty. We appreciate definitely June responding to the questions on there. If you have a question for June, definitely go to our forums. Go to the anime discussion forums and look for the thread that says Ask June. And you can ask a question of June. June, of course, lives in Japan. And she knows a lot more about Japan than we will ever know about Japan. And, be, and be she's a, kind enough to respond to him. And be aware. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably mention it to her that uh, that she's got a few few questions building up. She's not ignoring your questions. She is very, very busy at this time. That yes, is all. That's, yeah. A little bit, got a little busy recently, so she's she's poking in with us and letting us know, hey, we've got this going. She's still she's got this going on, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that pretty much sums up everything. We definitely had a lot of questions there. Definitely went along or not thought that we would. So that's that's great. Hope you um, all enjoy. We definitely have to go back to playing Hachi Miku and Chris playing his World of Warcraft. Bad Chris. Hey, I can't help it. It's. it's <laughs> It's got it's got some cool stuff that I'm interested. They did the worst possible thing they could have done. They more added building a building maker to the game. Yeah, more time sinks. Yeah, yeah, but okay, okay. The SimCity uh, play play fight or play like real time strategies just to build a base. That that's me. Okay, I just build things. Okay, if it's a game that I can build, I, I play the stupid. Uh, uh, tower defense just so i can build things okay that's me now they put building makers in world of warcraft so that that was a really really bad idea and now i'm stuck but yeah i just recently got 100 so we'll find out if if heroics are worth worth anything in that game and hopefully whenever he gets bored of that we'll do some hatsune miku streams for y'all i thought we were saying that we were going to do something like that and we are totally late on that because it's been a busy week so but yeah, we hope you all enjoy listening to us. Uh, you'll have a great week, and y'all take care. Oh.